Welcome to episode 116 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's um, it's Saturday's episode, people, but it is Monday, uh, Monday, the 15th of June, 2000, 2020. Um, and we're still, we are still in fucking lockdown, people. Um, the restrictions have been uh, lifted a little bit. We can do various little bits. Fuck knows what. Everybody seems to be doing what they want to do, going around, sort of like meeting up in parks and shit like that, getting off with each other. I don't know whether that's happening. But um, legally, <laughs> legally, it shouldn't be. Um, yeah, so um, I hope you're all keeping well out there. Um wherever you may be in the world. Um, and I hope uh, things are getting a little bit better. Uh, we're still uh, obviously um, still a little bit uh, scuppered here uh, on the podcast for um, exciting gigs to talk about and shit like that. That's going to be a while before that comes home. Um, so um, I basically, um, I don't know. I haven't, like, it's getting towards the end. People are sort of like... Um, Everything's loosening up a little bit. People are getting starting to get itchy, twitchy feet. I think it's what are we on? Week thirteen, week fourteen. Who who fucking knows, man? I'm starting to believe that it's all a conspiracy now. I know, I know. Um, just by the government, man, to try and hold us down, try and control us like little worker bees. Um, yeah. So um, I haven't used. I was looking back the other day and um, just thought to myself, I haven't particularly used this time wisely. You know what I mean? I see a lot of people doing a lot of things, people writing books, people fucking writing screenplays and shit like that. I, you know, I don't think having an intimate knowledge of the film Wall E is really going uh, <laughs> to really going to set me up for fucking life and my comedy career uh, when everything opens up again. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I should have done something else, I think. You know what I mean? I should have. I know, I know I've been working, people, you know, still working the old day job Um, uh, to get that fucking money in. Because for some reason, the government has, uh, has decided that uh, the arts world is not going to give a fuck about it. You know, we are we are not. I, I know I'm not one of these people who's going to go out preaching. Hey, man, if you've read a book or you've watched a film, support the arts industry. Nobody gives a fuck. Everybody fucking takes that shit for free these days anyway, don't they? <laughs> free content. I'm one of the suckers who does that as well. Uh, I'm one of the suckers who fucking logs on online to get my free films. Maybe, depending on whether that's uh, you have to pay for that or whether you have to go to court about that or not. <laughs> Let's just leave that out in the open for fucking piracy out there. You are funding, like, criminal enterprises. Yes, I am a little bit, but I'm also getting it for free online. So, you know, it depends how criminal... I always thought when those adverts used to come up... Hang on a minute, let's have a bit of tea. When you usually get those uh, adverts on DVDs, and it's like fucking, if you're uh, if you're downloading illegally, you are supporting criminal activity. What is it? I can't really see someone like Pablo Escobar or um, fucking what major fucking drug dealers, Tony Montana 
a Tony Montana character sitting there selling drugs and also on the side selling DVDs. I don't think he's going to look at the margins and the bottom line, isn't he? And go, we're probably, you know, earning, you know, two pound. We're clearing on each DVD after like buying the case for it, buying the actual DVD, making it look like the fucking prisoner of Azkaban or whatever. And we're making two pound on that. And we're making 20 grand on a fucking kilo of cocaine. But let's, Let's keep this DVD market going just in case uh, just in case suddenly no one wants to snort cocaine. Um, I'm not sure you're ever like funding massive amounts of uh, criminal behavior with that. I imagine all your funding is uh, just more DVDs to be made. See how old I am, people talking about DVDs when it's all downloading now. Although those sites are fucking annoying that you have to go on. Uh, opening the pop-ups, you fucking close that one, open another one, you fucking go to click on it. There's some sort of invisible, like, bar there that you can't see that opens another fucking pop-up, close that down. That's all I do for the first fucking five minutes of trying to watch a film on one of these dodgy fucking DVD fucking film sites online. He's just spent the first five minutes just closing fucking shit down all the time. Uh, But then you get, oh... All good things come to those who wait. Then you get the film that you want to watch with somebody fucking standing up halfway through. You know, I'm not sure, you know, they're, they're massive criminal. Like you hear like Chinese voices in the background talking, offering each other popcorn. That's a, that's that's what I've done to self-improve, basically. I am learning a different language through watching illegal copies of films online. That's what I'm doing. I'm traveling the world, looking at cinemas from the inside uh, in places like Taiwan, China, and uh, uh, parts of America as well, where people have smuggled in a fucking camera. I don't know, people. Uh, Let me know what you've been doing out there, people. I don't know. I I just thought I'd have done more. If there's anything we've learned in lockdown, looking back, it's that time goes fucking quick. And we all have an unquenchable, unquenchable thirst uh, for procrastinating. I think that's it. Uh, I've got a hell of a lot of stuff done around my house, decorating. The garden's almost finished, people. How long has that be, been? Scan back, people, through the episodes to find out how long I have been talking about doing my fucking garden. Everything is laid. Everything is down. I've done one side of it. I'm going to get the rest of it done later on in a week, uh, the other side later on in the week. You, you, you know, 850 kilos of fucking stone uh, I paid. Uh, for uh, I paid 125 quid for it, which in for our American listeners, that's about $3,000. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. About $150, and it? it's almost one for one now. And it with the old colony over there. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been lugging that through. Absolutely fucking knackered. Um, it's uh, it's looking all right, though. Uh, someone pointed out it does look as if I've got, like, uh, graves outside my house uh, because I've managed to put a board around it as well. Uh, I didn't uh, anticipate that. 
but, you know, at some point that may come in handy. Um, who knows? Uh, yes, yeah, so I haven't really. I should have used this time to get fit. I said I was going to do it, didn't I? I said I was going to oh, try and get fit and that. But it's a lot of fucking effort, isn't it? It's a lot of fucking effort to try and get fit. I'm 43 now. You know, I'm relatively fit. I've got, like, I've got a bit of a gut on me still, obviously. But, you know, it's comforting or anything. You know, I can see these people, how these people who get cut out of their fucking houses, I can see how they get to that stage now. Because there's something nice about doing fuck all. I know there's people out there, you know, climbing mountains and shit like that. But for the less adventurous of us, you know, it's actually quite nice, you know, treating yourself, getting up from the sofa, walking over to the fridge and just treating yourself to a white chocolate magnum every now and again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that adventurous. Um, but I should have done something. I oh, know there's still time, Ben. There's still time. You know, something else will pop up, though, won't it? The garden's almost done now. Then it'll be, oh, fucking hell. I'll notice, like, flake, the window's flaking off or something like that, and that'll be my next task to fucking paint all the windows or paint the door again that I did fucking last year that seems to be, you know, what the fuck is wrong with paint anymore? Can't we have lead back in paint? I know there was a couple of kids that ate it and died or uh, it stained their, you know, people's hands and it was poisonous and that but you know the yin and yang of it is at least lead paint stuck to a fucking wooden door you know and lasted longer than 18 months before it starts you know we get sold all this shit these days water-based paint don't start me off on water-based paint um and all that shit that goes yellow after a while starts you know, stripping off. You know, there's there's houses that have been painted, old Victorian houses with lead paint, and they still look plush as fuck these days. Just bring that back for a year, you know. At least we can sort of like, you know, put a mask on, biohazard suit. We've got the masks now. Everybody's got fucking masks coming out of their asses at the moment. Um, there's a definite, there's a definite divide in society, isn't there, between the people who wear masks and the people who don't? Let's have a bit more tea. There's a definite divide there. I look down on people who wear a mask. I know people out there. Well, I'm just protecting other people. No, you're not. Stop trying to say that you're being altruistic with it or charitable. You know. You're doing it for yourself. Hey, man, I'm protecting society by wearing a mask. No, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, what else have we got coming back this week? We've got football coming back. Um, that's going to be uh, that's going to be shit, isn't it? Like, uh, no, no, uh, no audiences. There, there's nobody allowed to attend the matches. Um, and I think you can either put on like fake sort of like audience noise or just have it sort of like bare bounds. So it sounds like a training game. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. You know, they've got to do what they've got to do, haven't they? You know, I don't know how, obviously, the two meter rule. I think they're scanning them all, zapping their brain cells with those things. You know, conspiracy theorists out there. Um, 
before they start playing. Um, and obviously, this will tie up the Premier League. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, the mighty Liverpool uh, will win it, which I imagine they will. They're fucking miles ahead anyway. Um, let's have a little bit more tea. I'm fucking thirsty today. Sitting here. Um, yeah. So uh, that's an exciting thing that's going to be coming back anyway. Almost like it feels like normality, but not. It's a sort of like twisted reality we've got at the minute. We're getting all everything back in dribs and drabs, aren't we? But it's not quite the same. Maybe that's a metaphor for what society is going to be like after lockdown. Or maybe everybody's just going to, you know, fucking forget about stuff. They've stopped clapping on a Thursday night for the NHS. Was that it? Now, they've had enough. Is that it? We've we've stopped we've stopped all of that now. Somebody's defined that the cutoff line was the other week or something. No, they've had enough now. Me pots and pans are dent. I have you have no idea how dented my pots and pans are for the NHS. Those NHS bastards, <laughs> people out there. That's something nobody predicted, wasn't it? Like people had start. That's how it's changed, though hasn't it? That's how it's changed. Everybody started off, we're going to support this, we're going to support that, we're going to do all this, and then the backlash starts. You know, even, you know, the Black Lives Matter um, demonstrations, oh, I won't really, are they protests? I don't think they're really protesting. Um, they're just uh, making people aware more than protesting, aren't they? But that starts with a good thing, doesn't it? And then that's, you know, that's been that's become a one-upmanship game uh, for fucking white people, hasn't it? To show how fucking unracist they are at the moment. Um, and then that'll get all forgotten again, won't it? That's That's what happens, isn't it? You know, hopefully it won't. I mean, hopefully it won't. Hopefully th- there will be changes and shit like that and... People will be more aware of things and, like, uh, more aware of their own actions and what they do and, um, you know, like, be a little bit more open to other cultures. But I imagine, I imagine, you know, it's almost becomes like a fad for people, doesn't it? I was talking to somebody the other day and um, they were saying uh, that they know people who have used racist language in the past with their uh, child and that, and now, now that child is going out protesting as if it's some sort of fucking fashion thing, you know. I think we're we're losing the core of the argument here, guys. We're losing the message. We need to get back to basics again instead of fucking everybody trying to fucking make a point and trying to say turn it round on them. Just you know, I said this initially, people, didn't I? That it'll get sidetracked, and that's what's happening. You know, it's a fucking great cause. You know, we all need to be a little bit more aware. Nobody's fucking perfect, are they? You know, I myself, you know, I'm not a perfect person with regards to that. I've said on the podcast before, I think we're all a little bit racist. We're all aware of it. We all treat people who we don't know. I think that's the key about it, who we don't know, you know, a little bit different. You know, we're a little bit worried. We carry that sort of like white guilt around with us and that makes situations a little bit tetchy sometimes and you can go a little bit too far one way or the other way, can't we? But um, I don't know. It's, um, you know, but you try to do your best, don't you? 
But it's not knowing people, isn't it? If you know people, you're relaxed about people, that's the lesson that needs to be learned. Just talk to other people, you know. I mean, one, like, obviously spearheaded image is the picture of the, the black guy carrying the white protester out. You know, that's quite a fucking, you know, one of them fucking images of the um, of the lockdown, isn't it? And the Black Lives Matter movement protests, like demonstrations, you know, awareness marches would be a better name, wouldn't it? I think that's one of the the pictures of that, isn't it? You know, for people who aren't aware of that in other countries, there was a guy... Uh, I don't know their names. I don't know either of their names. There was a white guy being hammered on the floor and a black guy, like, picked him up and, like, walked him to safety and stuff like that, you know, and he's protesting. The white guy was protesting against the Black Lives Matter marches. So, you know, if there's ever an image that defines that we're all sort of like, um, you know, all pretty much the same and just caring for other people, uh, to a certain degree, uh, that's one, isn't it? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that's happened, isn't there? Like, I think there's a lot that's happened sort of like in the last 13, 14 weeks that we're all, you know, still trying to process a little bit. You know, we've had the shock and the fear factor of the coronavirus thing. And I know people are dying and have been dying and still continue to die on a daily basis. Um, but there's still people just going about their everyday lives as if, you know, nothing's wrong. It's very strange. It has sort of like, it's either impacted you massively, the coronavirus, or it's had very little effect on your life. And I know people are going, well, I'm working from home in lockdown. You know, it's very difficult for me. I'm feeling lonely. Yes, it probably is difficult for you but not as difficult as being fucking strapped to a fucking ventilator. You know, it's, it's it's been very, like, one extreme or the other. And the fear-mongering. Do you remember, like, 14 weeks ago? 14 weeks ago when the world was in turmoil and you couldn't get hold of any pasta or toilet roll anywhere? Do you remember that? And people were fucking fighting over toilet roll? Maybe people, you know... It's it's a little um, little step back from our everyday lives and we get to see, you know, a little bit of perspective, you know, which has happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, people have looked back, taken stock and thought, well, this isn't right. You know, we need to, this is an ideal time to try and, you know, make this, uh, uh, bring this issue to the forefront, particularly over in England as well, man. Like over here in Britain, everyone seems to have the attitude: everything's fine, everything's okay. Uh, we're we're perfectly fine and open to everything. But you know, you read forums and shit like that, and you look at forums like um, certain right wing forums and stuff like that, and yeah, you're like, holy shit. And we're as guilty as anybody, like people in the comedy world, are as guilty as anybody because we live in a fucking little bubble of, uh, you know, quite liberal views where everybody's, like, quite chilled out, quite okay with each other, you know, more or less quite welcoming. Um, so we live in that sort of, like, little echo chamber 
And then when you go out of that echo chamber, which I think everybody should do, by the way, I would thoroughly recommend any comedians or people who work in the arts um, checking out these other forums just to give a perspective of what, you know, other people think, you know, not to take on those views, obviously. <laughs> Turning up to gig with a fucking burning cross and a fucking white hood on might alienate you a little bit, baby. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. Um, it's very interesting trying to get a wider perspective on stuff because, like, that's, you know, that's essentially, if you're just, like, going down one route, you just end up, like, listening to people who have the same views as you. And, um, you know, that in itself, you know, you don't need to take the views on board who disagree with you or whatever, but, you know, keep your friends closer and your enemies closer. That's it, isn't it? Like, at least sort of, like try and read the fucking posts, even if you're fucking disgusted by them. I don't know. That's what I tried to do anyway. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that just to be a contrarianist as well. Not not in, you know, going against, like, the Black Lives move, uh, Matter movement or whatever. I think it's good. But I think, you know, it does get a little bit... It's getting a little bit sidetracked from the initial point because everybody fucking makes it about them. It's like everything, isn't it? Everything in life these days, everybody, you know, you can't say, you can't even say, like, tell somebody, like, a story without them fucking going, well, when I was, you know, just let me, you know. I just wanted to sound something out. That's all, man. Uh, let's have a bit more tea. Let's have a look. So apart from that, getting frustrated with stuff and getting excited about... um the football starting again. I'm really quite gutted about, um, uh, I was really excited with the summer of sport ahead of us as well. You know, we had the Olympics, we had the European cup finals, you know, uh, it was going to be a good summer of sport and coronavirus has fucked it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, one article I did read, uh, by the way, talking about uh, hopefully soon getting back to comedy. Um, let's have a... Uh, I've, I've watched, uh, read uh, quite an interesting article. Um, in the mirror. I know, scumbags. Newspaper. But it popped up. It just fucking random shit pops up on my newsfeed every now and again. And... Um, this was uh, on fast as we all are, aren't we? As we're all, we all are. We're fascinated with our own mortality, aren't we? Uh, and what happens after after life, after we die? Uh, what happens after that? There was quite an interesting article about people who, um, um, fucking hell, I got the burps. Uh, people who have uh, sort of like died and then come back. And none of the stories are ever the same. Everyone's got their own slant on it. Also, as well, one thing I've noticed with um, people who talk, who have these uh, uh, near-death experiences or, like, uh, they, they die and come back to life, none of them ever go to hell, do they? None of them go, holy shit, it was fucking awful. There was fucking fire and brimstone. There was a fucking horned fucking beast down there trying to jab me in the ass with a fucking trident. Nobody ever does that, do they? Nobody ever turns around and goes, fuck me. I need to change my life. Starts fucking giving away to charity. 
and shit like that, do they? Nobody has that sort of um, uh, redemption after uh, after it or that shock factor of like, fucking Jesus Christ, I am a fucking asshole. I died and realised I was a fucking asshole and need to change my fucking life. Nobody has that sort of like Scrooge moment, do they? Um, but it's quite interesting. Obviously, we're fascinated by this. Obviously, if you're religious, you've got all this sorted already, ain't ya? Yeah? You've got this sorted. Hey, man, you just go to heaven and shit like that. You say, oh, I'm really sorry. And you can do that on your deathbed, can't you, if you're religious? You can go, ah, oh, sorry and shit about all that fucking fucked up shit I did in my life. But uh, I'm one of Jesus's guys now. So priest, do that thing over me and I'll fucking, you know, hanging out as the fucking one millionth fucking billionth fucking disciple hanging around Jesus. Uh, let's have a look at this anyway. Um, one of the guys... Uh, who died uh, five years ago? Uh, Monitor Monkey went uh, underwent. I'm not sure Monitor Monkey is his fucking first. Uh, is his first name? Uh, if it is, um, I don't know. His parents have uh, fucked up there. Underwent major surgery, which uh, during which he bled out, causing him to be dead for several minutes. Uh, I woke up in what looked like space, but there weren't any stars or light. I wasn't floating, so to speak. I was just there. It wasn't hot or cold, hungry or tired, just a peaceful, neutral kind of thing. Jesus. Uh, I knew there was light and love somewhere nearby, but I had no urge or need to go, <laughs> go to it right away. <laughs> That's what I'd be like. Ah, there's a nurturing environment uh, quite near nearby with light and love. Ah, fuck that shit. Uh, I remember thinking over my life, but it wasn't like a montage, more like I was idly flipping through a book and snippets stood out here and there. Jesus. Wherever it was, it changed my thoughts on a few things. Everybody has this. I'd love to speak to somebody like who has a uh, death experience like that and goes, yeah, it didn't change me at all. It was fucking shit. People were, I was scanning through my life and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like a dream. Uh, whatever it was, it changed my thoughts on a few things. I'm still afraid to die but I'm not worried about what happens after that. Jesus. It depends on how you die as well, doesn't it? You know, nobody's afraid to die in their sleep, are they? You know, oh, you just fall asleep and then, you know, just don't wake up. You know, I'm, you know, there's everybody who goes, oh, I'm not scared of dying. It depends how you're going to fucking die. If you're chased through the street by a fucking axe-wielding maniac, you're not just going to be strolling along are you? Going, ah, don't worry, I'm not afraid to die as he's fucking hacking through your arms and your fucking legs. Ah, this is a fucking breeze, bring it on. This doesn't scare me. You're going to be shitting yourself, aren't you? If you die in your sleep, that's the fucking best way to go, isn't it? Go to sleep, you know, have a coronary like that. Your fucking wife wakes up. Morning, sweetheart, are you all right? Last thing you hear as you're floating away is your wife, you know, crying. That's the way we all want to go. <laughs> a visit from someone dear. Here it is. Uh, Schneider, seven. Uh, Jesus, not a seven-year-old. This, this is all internet names, I imagine, like on forums. Was thrown from his motorbike while cruising at 50 miles an hour and was medically dead when he was taken to hospital. As he lay in the road before the ambulance came, he recalled someone he knew encouraging him. Die, you fuck. Not to die, surely. 
I just remember being on the pavement and things slowly going black and quiet. The only reason I didn't fall asleep was because of a bizarre moment where I heard someone yelling, Ranger up, you candy fuck. <laughs> That's what you need. A fucking, like the army fucking drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Ah, Jesus. Ranger up, you candy fuck. Come on, man. Get up, get up, get up. Uh, Then someone was slapping my helmet, which was uh, basically smushed really hard onto my head. When I opened my eyes, I saw my brother squatting on the pavement next to me. This was odd because my brother died from an overdose several years ago. Was he still fucking out of his tree? Was he in overdose state? Hey, just one more hit, man. Uh, the only other thing I remember is him glancing at his watch and saying something like, they'll be here soon, and then walking away. I wish I could give more detail, but I honestly don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone gets visited by somebody who's already dead, don't they? I remember uh, I remember Harold Shipman uh, smashing me on the helmet. Well, many users describe their death. Yeah, this is number three. While many users describe their death as being like a void, I died for a bit. Well, fucking, that's that's the internet name you want, isn't it? Had a very different experience after an allergic reaction, which caused their heart to stop. I remember a feeling of being sucked backwards extremely slowly, like being pulled through water and this blackness fading in. There's a lot of blackness. At one point, it faded back in. I was staring out at a garden. I wasn't filled, it wasn't filled with flowers, just dust and patchy grass. Sounds like mine. I'm going to be transported back to my fucking garden before I actually laid the gravel down. There was a playground with a merry-go-round in the middle and two children running around. That would ruin it. A boy and a girl. Jesus. Is that it? Oh, God. I hope I don't go to that fucking heaven where kids are fucking running around making a fucking noise. It's difficult to describe, but I got the feeling I could choose if I wanted to stay or leave. But every time I tried to go back, I was held in place. I went through all the reasons I wanted to go back. And when I told the presence I didn't want to abandon my mother, whatever held me finally let go. I snapped back into my body. My It's all very dramatic, isn't it? Nobody goes, look, I met this guy. He's got a fucking scythe. He said, do you want to die or not? And I, I debated it for about two hours and then finally thought, oh, well, I've got a fucking pet cat. I might as well stay alive. Let's have a look. Hitting snooze. As a teenager, the dead man walks had been grown through months of chemotherapy when his nose started bleeding uncontrollably. Due to sepsis, he died. The worst part of it all, looking back, is how peaceful it can seem. That's not bad, is it? It's nothing to be scared of there. Even if you are being fucking murdered brutally by an axe-wielding maniac, at least you know the other side of that. As soon as he does finish you off, it's going to be quite serene. Assuming you don't end up on a fucking spit over some fucking lava or something. I don't know. Or is it a hoot? Here we go. Had a heart attack last year. My heart stopped three times in the emergency room. Must be American. Nobody calls it that over here. Um, um, apparently, uh, each time they shocked me back, I woke up how it felt and told the staff a different knock-knock joke each time. Fucking great. That's what you need, isn't it? Jesus. Knock-knock. Who's there? Me again. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock who's that i mean for fuck's sake if that would be the last thing 
you know, not final. What were his final last words? He did a really fucking racist knock-knock joke, to be fair. <laughs> Let's fucking sweep that under the carpet. Oh, he said he loved his wife. Jesus Christ, can you imagine? You know, did you hear the racist fucking jokes that was coming out of that guy before he died? Jesus. Uh, no lights or whatever, just felt like sleep. Everything feels like sleep. I imagine it does. Uh, in the aftermath of a motorbike a- accident, um, this is the last one, and Paul stopped. He went cramp and stiff. After two minutes, his friend managed to resuscitate him. For me, it was just like a blackout. No dreams, no visions, nothing. Apparently, I asked over 10 times what happened, and apparently, I should be happy to be alive today. Well, you know, we've all learned something out of that. There's, no, You know, there's nothing definitive there, is there? You know, like I went, there was a big fucking sign saying, welcome to heaven. Jesus is there going, come on, baby. We've got fucking free ice cream and all the fucking wine you can drink. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, Here's my take on it. You know what I think when you die? I think basically people you're okay with and loved you sort of like tell stories about you until they die and then you're uh, inevitably forgotten unless you've done something, you know, good in life or something fucking horrendous. That's the, the, the that's the no grey area, is there? You know, you either do something amazingly great in life and, like, more than just your family and friends remember you, everybody, or you do something horrendous, absolutely horrendous in life, and then... More than just your family and friends remember you. You know, you, you, the world at large will remember you. You know, Hitler, all those sort of people. You know, serial killers and shit like that. Um, you know, and then the rest of us are just fucking in the middle, aren't we? We're in that middle playing field where, you know, just our family and friends will remember us. You know, so like if you're not great at anything but you want to be remembered. Do something horrendous. <laughs> I don't know, people. I don't know. Um, what are we on? 34 minutes, people. Holy fucking shit. Uh, that was episode 116 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you have any questions or anything like that, message me at podcast at uh, benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back uh, with the next episode, which is going to be Tuesday's episode. Um, We'll try and get it out. Uh, We'll try and get it out. You know, we may not get it out on time. It's only tomorrow, isn't it? Um, But we'll try and get it out. Hey, I'm trying to offer a service here and be interested in these very difficult times, people. Stay safe, motherfuckers. I shall speak to you in a couple of days with episode 117. Take care.